0: Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack
1: Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: And we have a very special Valentine's Day-themed episode for you. Today we're going to be talking about which conversation hearts... Uh, we, we would give to which players in the MLB, you know, those little, little heart-shaped pieces of candy that have the little messages on them. Yeah, we're giving those away to different MLB players. But first, it is episode 106, which means that we are going to need to give our 2006 MLB debuts. Jeremy, who do you have for your 2006 debut?
1: um jack just to reiterate this i I, you know i feel like we've we've i might have mentioned this you know a couple of uh, episodes ago but you know it we could go pretty we're getting really you know uh contemporary here and we go really deep on on a lot of these guys so it's kind of one of these things where like now i'm picking like a guy who like you know i'm just having to kind of like you know just just pick a guy from this whole big batch of people but like uh so i feel like there's guys that i'm gonna be like man i should have talked about this guy tomorrow but I had to pick one guy so i went ahead with carlos marmol
0: oh yeah you know i saw his name on the 2006 debuts and i thought yeah jeremy might do that one uh, i i certainly remember carlos marmol jeremy the guy was a gas can <laughs>
1: um i mean for for a while there uh he was like he was pretty lights out he was good um, he was but, good for a while yeah but he was um he definitely like a guy who would you know, again, in, in the tr- true uh, fashion of closers, would totally annoy the shit out of you and, um, you know, then pull it out in the end and you f- felt like you lost the game even, <laughs> even though you won. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he debuted uh, June 4th. Uh, his last game was May 10th, 2014. Um, so it's it's kind of crazy to think he's been gone for so long. But um, but yeah, Carlos Moore Mole was. Um, the setup guy for the Cubs for a while. Um, now it's kind of ex- uh, it's kind of escaping me who he was setting up. I, I think Kerry Wood wasn't he like, I think he was like Kerry Wood setup guy.
0: Yeah, well, let's for see who while. the closer was in two thousand eight. He was definitely setting him up then. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was setting up Kerry Wood. And yeah, it looks like Marmol made the All Star team in two thousand eight as a setup man, which is mm-hmm. pretty rare.
1: Yeah, for sure. He had a 268 ERA, struck out 114 guys in 87 and a third inning. Um, and, uh, yeah, just had crazy strikeout numbers. In 2010, he um, finished 70 games, had 38 saves. That's pretty bad, actually, for the Cubs. Like, he finished 70 games but only had 38 saves. That's kind of <laughs> weird. I think the Cubs record must have been pretty bad. I think that's what that means. Uh, but he had 138 strikeouts uh, in 77 and two-thirds Innings. That's pretty crazy. Um, not quite two per strikeout, two per inning, but like it's getting close there. Um, but uh, but yeah, like so yeah, he was he was he was good for a while. Um, actually, that was probably about his like last probably like kind of lights out year, twenty eleven. He kind of the ERA ballooned up to four hundred one. Uh, but uh, you know had like uh, one two three four years of double digit saves. Uh, ended up going to the Dodgers and the, and the Marlins there to finish off his career. But, um, he was, uh, yeah, just like, first off, like a lights out, uh, hold, like a setup man, like eighth inning guy, he got a lot of holds and, uh, then like, you know, was a good closer for a while. I, I was of the belief that they should have just kept him as a holds guy. Cause he was so, he was so good in the eighth inning. I mean, that's kind of like damning with faint praise a little bit because it's like, all right, thanks for the eighth inning, but now now we need to get everyone out in the ninth inning too, buddy. Um, so, uh, you know, and he was, I guess he was okay there for a while. Um, he's second, uh, in the Cubs and holds with 82. Uh, so I actually, I had to go to my secondary stats source to, to look up holds numbers. Cause, uh, baseball reference doesn't have it. So he was, he's second there, uh, all time to, uh, Pedro Strope, um, and ahead of, uh, Kyle Farnsworth, um, but uh, but yeah. So one thing about Carlos Marmol, though, uh, like my little fun fact about him, which I actually didn't even remember when I picked him. And then it, it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, I actually do have like a, a reason for for picking this guy um, was uh, if you guys all remember, like the uh, the Shepherd fairy um art like piece of Obama. Right. Which says like hold. Or I mean, it says yes. Hope. Sorry, I do I oh, yes, yes, yes. I do.
0: I, yeah. I then didn't, didn't it have Marmol's uh, face on it and said hold. Well, I created
1: that myself. Uh, you d- so okay? Like,
0: I, then you've told yeah. You you told me that before a long time ago. That's funny,
1: Jeremy. Yeah, because I mean, because because Carlos Marmol does kind of look like Barack Obama, <laughs> um, and and so like I you know, I, I so, this might again I might be damning uh, Shepherd Ferry here who who created the original uh, Obama piece, but um. I, uh, you know, it's just a pretty simple (laughs) Photoshop filter. Um, so I, uh, created that, uh, and then I wrote hold at the bottom. And I I was like, you know, at one point me and a friend of mine, like we were like, we would get together and talk about like t-shirts. Like, like we got to make these t-shirts. Like we were just trying to come up with like funny, like Cubs related t-shirts and maybe baseball or sports related t-shirts. And I'm like, that one would have been a fucking like, like, like gold mine. Um, and you know, it was a very short window that, that you could have sold that one, but, uh, (laughs) I still kind of kicked myself and I, I probably would still make one today and people would be like, who the hell is that? Like, yeah, uh, I'd have to explain it, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Jeremy, that, that, that would have been brilliant. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't actually try to make that t-shirt and sell it. I'm not sure what the, uh, if you could have got sued by the artist who had originally, uh, you know, made that drawing, but I feel like it was a popular meme though.
1: Yeah, well, the funny thing about that was he got in, in uh, legal trouble because he didn't have permission to use the picture that it was based on. And there was actually – I think it might have went to trial. And actually – it actually was like a thing um, with, like, copyright, like, fair use uh, because I think he ultimately got off on it because he claimed fair use on the picture. Um, but the photographer, like, who worked for, like, you know, AP Photo or Getty or some something, like uh, – like, tried to sue Shepard Fairey for using that. So I would have been a copy of a copy, which uh, I feel like I would have been in good shape. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating because even as recent as like whatever, 2008 or whatever, um, you know, there weren't these like websites where you can just get a t-shirt made now. Like, you know, you could go on like uh, Teespring and um, uh, I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of places uh, like TeePublic. You can just upload the artwork and get the t-shirt printed. Like I could, I could have done that um and uh yeah those those didn't exist back then really um so so yeah i couldn't couldn't make make uh good on that but uh yeah the the next one's gonna come along uh at some point, and that's what <laughs> I'm gonna capitalize on <laughs> <laughs>
0: um jeremy i uh I guess the reason i I seem to have bad memories of Carlos Marmol is that like i i feel he was one of those guys where like the only time I ever saw him pitch live at games, I feel like he would blow a save. Um, yeah. my last memory of Carlos Marmol, I think I went to a Cubs versus Brave game, Braves game in maybe 2010 or 2011, um, where he came in for the save and the Cubs had like a three run lead and he just completely blew it. Like I remember Rick Ankiel hit like a, you know, a two out triple, to like score a, a couple runs for the Braves, um, you know, at which point Lou Pinella like walked out to get him, and then some fan behind me yelled out, "You're a fraud, Lou!" So like there was a lot of good, <laughs> there was a lot of good stuff going on in that game. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, Jeremy, yeah, Carlos Marmol was sort of uh, he was sort of Pedro Strop uh, before Pedro Strop. Um, you know, it it it's one of those things. Like you said, why didn't they just keep him uh, in the eighth inning? If it ain't yeah. broke, uh, fix it till it is. I guess, um, it's, it, but you know, with a guy who's really good in the eighth inning, it just seems like the logical progression, or the, you know, the logical next step would be to move into the ninth inning. Like it, it feels right. like he's just being wasted, um, you know. And I think it, they maybe tried to use Strope as a closer a little bit um, uh, in Madden's last season, and it just it just didn't really work out uh too well if i remember if i'm remembering that correctly but yeah, yeah it's one of those things where if a guy is really good in the 8th inning he's kind of dooming himself into becoming the closer and that's that's what happened with Carlos Marmol i
1: i seem to recall like there was a thing it's like he was like the best 8th inning guy and it's like okay you can like just go ahead and get a closer and keep the best 8th inning guy or you can take away your the best 8th inning guy in baseball and make him like a, an unknown or unproven ninth inning guy. It's like, just keep the known commodity as is like, I, you know, obviously it probably would have cost them millions of dollars to sign another closer, but like, and, and you think that the guy, if he can get the three outs in the eighth, he can get him out in the ninth. But like, I, I don't know that that's, that's an odd, like now it seems like there's kind of like becoming less and less like, like uh, lights out closers. And there, there are kind of more teams are going by closer by committee. So I think that, if anything in the future we might just eradicate the whole like ninth eighth inning guy ninth inning guy but um i would you know be interested to see if there was like some sort of movement to uh to make like a guy you know just keep an eighth inning guy an eighth inning guy because he's good at that but you know yeah.
0: Who knows, maybe it'll happen with uh, Liam Hendricks with the White Sox. One more thing about <laughs> about Carlos Marmol Jeremy 2007, he uh, finished 26th in the MVP voting. So he must have gotten like one <laughs> must have got one MVP vote. But now now that we know that that one guy for whatever newspaper it was fucked it up and like clicked on the wrong uh, like scroll the down Ryan thing.
1: Tepera? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ryan Tapera. Now now I just I don't trust that. When I see MVP 26, it just I think it's a it's got to be an error by somebody.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This maybe this was the first year of the drop down vote, and I didn't even know how to how to work it. And yeah, fucked up big time. Uh,
0: <laughs> um, okay, my uh, my 2006 guy Jeremy is Boof Bonzer. Do you remember Boof oh, Bonzer?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, Jeremy, I uh, I picked him because his name sounds like a fart. Um, Boof, <laughs> you know, it sounds like I couldn't believe that it was uh, that it was like a real name when i found out about this guy and what's crazier too is that his legal name is boof bonzer uh, he was born yeah. his is well his real his first legal name was john bonzer but he changed it to boof he got it he got it legally changed to boof bonzer after his pr- first professional baseball season uh, why why would you legally mm. change your name to boof like i uh you know i would try to avoid that like he he has to introduce himself now as boof to people like the guy just must not be embarrassed by it but that's not a name i would want to go by
1: no it's um yeah i i don't i don't i don't know i it's it's hard to say like in maybe like the alliteration uh was was good for him like that that's about the one thing it's got going for it but like yeah i don't really know i'll say this and i i know the answer is no but like you know was he like um i don't know if you remember this jack but the uh the friend like the female friend to um michael j fox's character in teen wolf uh who he ends up he ends up with uh at the end of the movie uh her name was boof was um, it really yeah yeah but i don't think that i don't think that that has anything to do with Boof? <laughs> I don't think his parents like were like like oh let's name him after the 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 girlfriend the love interest or you know in uh in Teen Wolf, um but uh but yeah there that's that's I did know of Boof before that and I they don't I don't think they explain in the in the movie where the nickname comes from either so who knows
0: yeah and they they don't explain on boof bonzer's wikipedia page where uh, where his nickname comes from so it's just it, you, no. you, uh, there's there's no way to know it's hard to know boof bonzer is only he's only 39 he's only he just turned 39 like 2 months mm. ago which blows my mind it seemed like he pitched a thousand years ago but he's only uh, he's only 39 he was drafted by the san francisco giants in the first round of the 2000 mlb draft he was drafted 21st overall out of a high school in Florida, uh, made his debut in 2006 and was just a really average pitcher, kind of a bust, actually, when you think about the fact that he was a first-round pick. Uh, he pitched yeah. from 2006 to 2010, mostly with the Minnesota Twins, but uh, he uh, ended his career with uh, in 2010 with parts of the season uh, split between Boston and Oakland. His career ERA was 518. Um, he finished 19 and 25 for his career in just over 400 innings so he was a very forgettable player but he had yeah. a he had a very memorable name
1: yeah for sure um it's funny you know we, we we don't really discuss these beforehand uh listeners but Jack did say you know we might pick the same guy <laughs> it's funny that you thought I was gonna pick Boof Bonds <laughs> um, that I didn't even see him on the list quite honestly but uh that's that's a good one um but yeah so I'm glad uh, I'm glad I'm glad he didn't uh, escape this uh this list. Uh Jack, just in because um, I think boof is like from my understanding, I think boof is like a term for like having sex, maybe, but I think I may have also heard it as a fart. Like,
0: y- yeah, I, I think I've I've heard it as as those things um as well. Uh I'm
1: yeah. I'm looking at uh I'm looking at Urban Dictionary, which is maybe one of the most like useful resources of our um of our generation uh (laughs) i don't see either one of those things on there Uh but i have i do see two funny entries which they're all pretty funny and some of the some of these entries on boof i I don't care to uh uh repeat here uh especially after saying the word fart already um (laughs) i'm like i'm good there but two two interesting ones here the fourth entry um i swear that all of the good like terms on urban dictionary come from chicago uh but uh So the fourth entry on uh, Urban Dictionary is boof, verb, to uh, smoke or consume any various type of paper-rolled marijuana, slang term limited only to those within the Chicago area suburbs. Uh, Example sentence, you you gents down to boof before econ lecture, our prof dry as hell. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a good one. But this one is even better, Jack. The second uh, definition for boof on Urban Dictionary is... Honestly, I don't know what it means, but some kid in my Italian class keeps on threatening to do it to the teacher. Jerry wants to boof Signor Vita. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It's got yeah, it's
0: got might... over 1700 likes.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh that's a good one. And you can get that printed on a mug too. Uh, I actually did get um I did way back when get a a of term uh mug uh uh, for a friend of mine from, from urban dictionary. So I I love the site. It's great.
0: It is. It is great. Um, and yeah, I, Jeremy, uh, that, that booth, that second definition, yeah. 1,761 likes and 582 dislikes. So it's a very, very, yeah, very polarizing, uh, definition. Who are the people that are voting on these urban dictionary things? (laughs) You know, it's never occurred to me to do that.
1: No, I didn't know that. I actually didn't even know that they had voting, but it's, it's kind of funny. Like, like the same person who who wrote the example sentence you gents down a booth before econ our prof dry as hell uh, likely could have also voted on some of these which is uh, interesting
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah that seems a like uh, some like conflicting uh, interests there um, yeah. well, all right Jeremy Boof Bonzer uh, has been res- resurrected in episode 106 yes. I like it um okay so the big news this week. Was that Trevor Bauer signed? Uh, he signed. Um, Trevor Bauer is only down for like one-year contracts typically, but he signed a signed a big deal of a little over a hundred million dollars with the Dodgers for three years. Thing is, the first year is worth forty million. After which he can opt out. The second year is worth forty-five million, and then the third year, which he's probably definitely going to opt out of, is worth you know the remainder of the the contract. But bottom line, Trevor Bauer this year is going to be making forty million in. <laughs> guaranteed money, which is definitely the most that any pitcher has ever made uh, in one season. And Trevor Bauer alone, if I'm not mistaken, will be being paid more than the entire Pittsburgh Pirates roster. Maybe that goes for a few other teams too, which is insane to me.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so it's like this was all set up just so he can say he was the most, he's the highest paid player like this year, right? Like, Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just interesting, uh, Trevor Bowers. Uh, uh, just the thoughts that are going on in his head, and as soon as I'm saying that, interesting is you know uh, that was an interesting choice to to use that word because uh, you know it's open to interpretation. Maybe we could say uh, just like the definition of boof, um, but uh, but yeah, I did you watch the video, Jack? That he posted?
0: Uh, I I have not watched that yet. No. Okay.
1: It's it it just like. I I don't know cuz if this was a more likable guy I would I would be praising him so I'm I'm trying to like kind of filter all of this all of this feedback about Trevor Bauer like if if I don't know if like Anthony Rizzo had the social media presence of, of Trevor Bauer I probably would love it so I'm I'm going I'm going to try to like call myself out as possibly being a hypocrite but like it's like he makes this video um to like drop the news of where he was signing and like he included like Images he's like showing like there's like images of like a jersey and like hats and like, you know, just pictures. It's not even pictures of him just warming up, but it's like uh, it's just pictures of baseball and like he's talking about like he. So it's him doing a voiceover. So it, so it actually shows pictures of like the Mets jersey and the Dodgers jersey. So like he, even at the beginning of the video, he's like still kind of keeping people guessing. If people want to call it trolling, they can call it trolling, I suppose. But um. And then, but like the video is like a voiceover of him reading like a poem that he wrote. And it's like, it's just like, it's, it seems like a, it seems like a bad, like, like English presentation in 2021. Like I'm not in school. Like I, I do teach high school kids, but I don't like teach them like, you know, English or i'm um, American lit or whatever, you know. Um but like I imagine like you know when we when we were in high school like, you know, there you have to you'd have to write like a poem and like kids would write bad poems like, you know, it's like why do I feel the way I do? There are a lot of things in my head. I don't know how to express you know whatever like just some <laughs> bad poem that like, you know, a guy on the football team would write and then have to recite in front of the class. It was it's like, kind of like that. It's like the it's like he's saying like it's like baseball is a game Of love and like it's like from hot dogs to a cold beer to you know sitting in the stands and like it's just like it it just it's like a c plus grade baseball poem and and he's reading it and it's showing like all these things so he had this whole team this whole like production team probably working on this uh like editing this video and then posting it and just so at the end he comes out wearing a dodgers uniform and he's like he's he's like uh let's get after it dodgers fans and then he like walks off into like the you know the the, the darkness or whatever and like that was his big reveal and it's like <sighs> man just all of this stuff all of this like effort to be put into like this kind of like thing it's like i get the showmanship of it but it's like man can we just like can you just say who you're going to sign with and like let's just kind of like stick to some sort of like normalcy here like i, I just it's so much it's so extra
0: well, uh yeah, Jeremy, somebody needs to tell Trevor Bauer that this isn't professional wrestling. You know, it like uh that, that what, what you described uh sounds like one of the vignettes they would play at a pay-per-view yeah. before a match. Yeah, um, that's
1: totally what it is.
0: Yeah. Uh and I I and Trevor Bauer, the whole week leading up to it, him and his agent, uh Rachel Luba, were like uh they were tweeting like, Oh, you know, it's down to two and stuff. And it's like I, I just I, I have a little bit of a problem with that, you know? Like this isn't uh uh, you know, scripted television here. Uh, we shouldn't be having, you know, don't try to make it into a cliffhanger. Uh, you, like you said, just uh, just sign with somebody. And I think the real losers here, unfortunately, again, uh, that's just <laughs> the story of 2021, is the Mets. Like, you know, yeah. he could have he picked any team that, I mean, I guess the Mets were like heavily involved with him, but like were the people from the Mets front office like watching that video too? And were they like, oh my right. God, like, is he going to pick us? And then they saw the Dodgers thing and they were like, oh, fuck this guy. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I think, to, to my understanding, like that's probably how it happened. And like, I mean, yeah, I would fucking, you know, I I don't propose, I'm not a proponent of throwing at people's heads, but I would fucking, uh, you know, if the if they don't put in the universal DH this year, the first picture that 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 he sees from a Mets pitcher should go right at his fucking skull. <laughs> um, and it's like, here's your video, like you know, make a video super cut from this.
0: I, uh, th- this has been kind of a popular thing, um, among college athletes. I know doing sort of what Trevor Bauer did. I know at least among college yeah. basketball players, you know, what they would do is they would call the press conference at their high school and then they'd be down to like two or three schools, you know, and they'd have the hat for each school there. And then yeah. they would like pick the hat up and put it on. And that's where they would go. There was one guy, I forget what his name was. It might've been Charles Matthews, but I'm not sure. So he was down to two schools. He was down to Kentucky and illinois and so what he did he was at he was at the press conference um and he he picked up the illinois hat and then he put it down and then he picked up the uk hat and put it on like oh man if i was a fighting illini fan i would have been so mad at charles matthews that's hilarious i think but uh that's also (laughs) just a kid like not not understanding like the decorum and just just not understanding really what he's doing um, yeah but I, I, I thought think, it was yeah.
1: despicable but I, re- I remember <laughs> that and I, I was I was kind of I was kind of under the impression that that they all do that kind of now but um, that that is like despicable so yeah that okay so you remember that guy did he ever I mean did he ever turn into anything, that guy?
0: No, I I, don't think he's in the league now. I mean, he's probably playing somewhere overseas, but I don't think he's in the NBA. I know Marquette was after him for a while, and I think he actually ended up transferring away from Kentucky. Um, but, yeah, he never turned into a superstar or anything like that. But that was, uh, yeah, that was definitely a bad call by him. So I'm, I'm glad you remember that, too. He might have been yeah. in a Chicago kid, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that's why it was big news around here. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess back to Trevor Bauer, um, you know, looking at his stats, Jeremy, I mean, the, the most pu- the most puzzling thing for me is why why Trevor Bauer? Like, why is he getting 40 million dollars? OK, I get it. He had a good ERA and he won the Cy Young in the pandemic season, um, starting 11 games and at a 173 ERA. Would he have won the Cy Young if it was a full season? Eh, I don't know. There, you know, nobody can say. But the only other really, really good season he had was twenty eighteen. He had a two twenty-one ERA in twenty eighteen in one hundred seventy five innings and he made his only all-star team. But yeah, you're looking at a guy who's basically had two good seasons out of nine. And mm-hmm. uh and now now he's getting forty million dollars. And he's almost thirty. It's not like he's it's not like he's uh twenty-six. He's almost thirty years old. So I just Andy's uh a pain in the ass. Yeah, and he's a pain in the ass. Um I guess he's an innings eater, but uh Yeah. And, and he's a, he's a lot to deal with social media wise. Uh, so, so yeah, I just, I don't understand it, Jeremy, but I mean, obviously the Dodgers have, uh, have unlimited funds. So, um, and it's only, it's only basically a two-year deal, maybe only even a one-year deal. So I guess it doesn't burn him that bad. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me why he was such a hot commodity.
1: No. uh, Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And like, you know, and like, maybe like there's something to be said for the fact that like, he's, uh, Uh, he has a social media presence and maybe that could be good for team marketing, but the Dodgers are not a team that needs that. Like he, maybe he could, you know, like the, the, the Marlins should sign him and then pay him an extra, like, you know, 10 mil to run their social media account or something. (laughs) And that might, that might help bring some fans to the, to the ballpark. But like, yeah, no, it just, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Like um, he's just, he's just kind of seems like the buzz guy, like the it guy around baseball the last couple of years. And I think that that's, and maybe that's a genius maybe that's that maybe that is maybe that this is why we're talking about him because he his like marketed his marketed his personality like a uh, big enough to wear to be like to make teams think that he's worth 40 whatever million dollars a year i don't know
0: well um i guess good for him and and uh you know he he does have sort of a uh so, sort of a new age look at uh at, you know the way contracts should be signed too. Typically, he likes to only do one-year deals. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he at least went to a team that uh, needed some help in the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Jeremy, there were a couple of uh, fun signings here in Chicago over the last week or so. Uh, Jonathan Lucroy, uh, my boy Jonathan Lucroy, signed with the uh, the White Sox. He signed a minor league deal with a chance to make the club uh, as the team's backup catcher. And also Jake Mariznick, his arch rival. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Pete Rose to his Ray Fossey, uh, signed with the, uh, signed with the Cubs.
1: Yeah. Um, and I guess it's a minor league deal, right? I mean, it's just, it's kind of weird, like as a Cubs fan, like to be like, Hey, you know, there's all these beloved guys who came up through the organization. Um, and uh, no, it's a major league deal too, uh, for, for the, for the Cubs. Um, but, uh, yeah um but like you take like these guys like almora and schwarber and these guys that you like cared about and uh won a world you know obviously will will forever be remembered as, as the team that broke the curse and like now it's like we have jock peterson and jake marisnik and freaking cole stewart and it's like what what team do we like what what team do we have here like i feel like we're like one step above the marlins here not to pick on them again but it's like we just have like seems like we're like just gathering a bunch of scrap that, you know, was available. And it's like, it's, and I know that that's the reality of baseball is that that's how you fill in the rest of your roster with these kind of like, you know, role player guys and, and fringe guys. But it's like coming from that with the Cubs with like the roster was so built on like homegrown guys or like guys who at least came up as rookies um, with the Cubs uh, to, to these kind of like oddballs. It just, it just seems weird.
0: Yeah, Jeremy, um, and yeah, tre- Trevor Williams too. Another guy where yeah. it's just like, uh, yeah, just just like you said, picked him up off the scrap heap. Uh, it, it can be frustrating when it, again, like as you've as you've stated in previous weeks, the Cubs are being run like a small market team. Uh, and yeah. this this Jake Mariznick signing is no, uh, you know that just kind of further goes uh, goes to show you that that's the case. Um, yeah, and, and Mariznick, uh, you know he, he didn't exactly seem like he was too broken up when he absolutely ran over Jonathan Lucroy in 2019. I thought that was a, a BS play. Uh, there's no there's no room for that. In the game anymore, but uh, but he did it,
1: yeah, yeah just I'll a play lifetime a bum
0: yeah, yeah, and like you know, how do you like that like if you 're going to get run over by somebody, at least it was like Pete Rose, right, like uh, for yeah. Ray Fossey, like a guy who was famous for just playing the game really hard, and uh, you know Pete Rose probably did that like all the time in his career. this Ray Fossey was the one you heard about, he, you know, Pete Rose would slide hard, he would run out walks, so like yeah, you know you would expect to get hit by uh by pete rose but but jake marisnick like get get out of here this guy's just a tooth he's a 229 career hitter he doesn't yeah, need to be plowing over anybody
1: no uh um, you know it brings up the uh i think scott cousins is the name of the guy uh who like fucking destroyed who like blew up buster posey uh and knocked him out for like a, a year um uh yeah like uh just uh it's it's pretty uh (laughs) insulting like when someone like that like injures another player
0: yeah yeah jeremy that could be a a good episode uh uh catchers whose careers were ended and the bums who ended them um (laughs) yeah right jonathan lucroy uh he's an interesting one jeremy he played one year for the boston one game uh, for the Boston Red Sox last year in 2020. Didn't even get in at bat. Uh, he's turned into a total journeyman since he left the Brewers. I mean, since then, he's been on Texas, Colorado, Oakland, Los Angeles Angels, Cubs, and now the Red, so- Red Sox, and now the White Sox. So here's a guy who was a cornerstone of the Brewers, uh, you know, a window of, co- of competitiveness, uh, from 2011 to 2015, when they tried to tear things down, he was one of the faces of the franchise. Considered one of the best catchers in baseball, both defensively and offensively. Uh, yeah, he had some really good years too. I mean, he was like a 300 hitter uh, or, or you know r- thereabouts for a, a couple of seasons. Um, he was a, he was a guy that everybody thought was going to get that big Russell Martin type contract, and he just never did. Uh, just it just never worked out for him. Um, you know, after they after the they traded him away to Texas. He just hasn't been the same player. He hasn't been any good, um, and now he's just like a journeyman catcher, uh, not much better than Jeff Mathis or a, or a guy like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know, um, Jack. I feel like you didn't like Luke Croy at some point. Am I? Am I correct? No. Well,
0: I, so I, I didn't like him um, because he, first of all, he he was one of those guys like what recently happened with Freddie Peralta for the Brewers, or uh, or what they tried to do with. Uh, who the hell was that guy? Uh, that that terrible fielding. Uh, he was on the Jonathan VR. Um, you know mm-hmm. they they offered Luke They <laughs> you know they brought him up and he was good for a year or two and then they just they bought out his beers. And signed him to a contract. Like recently, the, the Brewers did that with Peralta, Freddie Peralta, where they bought out his beers and signed him like a five-year, $15 million contract. I think the Cubs recently did something like that with David Bodie, too, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. what they did with Lucroy. So Lucroy signed an extension and, you know, took care of himself. I don't know what the contract was worth. Let's say it was $20 million over five years. Uh, But then, all no, no, you know what it was? It was like a five-year, $12 million contract or something like that. Like, it was real, the dollars were real low on it. Um, Team-friendly
1: contract. Yeah,
0: it was very team-friendly. And then, you know, but Roy signed it. He probably wanted to just make sure that, you know, even if he, if something happened, he would have a nest egg. Um, You know, $12 million, you're set for life, and so are your fucking grandkids. So, um, so yeah, he took the money, but then he got really good and he would, he never stopped bitching about that contract, Um, never stopped complaining about how underpaid he was once he got good, Um, which was, which was annoying. And then, so then the Brewers traded him uh, to Cleveland originally uh, in 2015, um, uh, rather uh, 2016, I'm sorry. So they traded him to Cleveland in 2016, but he vetoed the trade because he was going to be a free agent. Uh, I think it was uh, the next year or, or the year after that. Um, and But he, he felt that the Indians were not going to play him uh, at catcher. They, he felt that they were going to play him at first base in DH, and so that would kind of uh, diminish his value as a catcher. So he, he anyway, he vetoed this trade. So then the Brewers had to scramble and find another trade, so they ended up trading him to the Rangers. So the guy was just a pain in the neck. Uh, so, so quite frankly, yeah, I'm not too sad that he's turned into a journeyman. <laughs> Um, sure. You know, fuck as, hey, as they say in uh, Raging Bull, you know, fuck you and the horse you rode in on and the cavalry behind it. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I would say about Jonathan Lucroy. But, you okay. know, I, I do kind of hope he makes the White Sox because if we are able to go to games this year, that'll just be one more funny thing uh, about the White Sox
1: what uh, what is uh, does he even have a shot like what's the What's? don't they have another guy or is it just because they got rid of McCann now they do actually have an opening for a backup
0: yeah I mean I think it's between Lucroy and uh, who is that Zach Collins? Zach Collins still yeah still right catching? Zach yeah 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 so yeah. I think like with Lucroy maybe it's he's got an outside outside chance of doing it um, if Zach Collins is healthy I mean I think he was a pretty high draft pick so there's no reason that they yeah. wouldn't want to try to get him on the roster especially like you know, it's if it's either him or Lucroy, you might as well go with your young guy who you're trying to develop. Um, you know, but who knows? Maybe Luke will, will go to AAA. But yeah, it, it seems like it was just because James McCann, um, you know, signed with the Mets that they brought Lucroy in.
1: <clears throat> right. Well, well, um, we shall see for sure.
0: Um so the uh last but not least Jeremy there was a well actually so uh one one thing uh we'll talk about the uh Ben trade. Uh, one one more little thing before we go on to the uh Valentine's Day episode. But yeah Jeremy there was a Andrew Ben trade today that was uh that was it was kind of a little weird kind of seemed uh, seemed a little out of out of left field. Super Ben Intendi as you called him I believe Jeremy.
1: <laughs> I did yeah was that from the nicknames episode? Yes it was it was. <laughs> nice. Um I mean that trade yeah it kind of came across yesterday uh or maybe it was two days ago at this no it was last night but like i i mean what's going on with the red Sox? like and like how bummed how bummed as an andrew benintendi do you have to be to be traded away to the royals especially the you know maybe you know if he woke up in the year 2015 maybe uh that would be cool but uh <laughs> I don't know the tw- like what's going on. Like, is Bobby Witt Jr. like going to make the opening day roster and are they ready to go for it? Like, I I don't see what I mean, he, he's a young guy still, too, which like he could actually still be around like when when uh, Bobby Witt is ready to, to make this team. But like I, I would be super bummed if I was uh, Andrew Benintendi. I mean, I don't know how else to put it.
0: Yeah, um, obviously they must have signed him because they needed a left fielder or just another outfielder because Alex Gordon retired. Um, The Royals signed Carlos Santana over the winter, so uh, you know maybe they're uh, going for it. I guess I don't know. I didn't really, (laughs) I didn't really, I didn't understand the Santana signing when they signed him. Um, I think I had mentioned this on the podcast before, but I would have been down with the Brewers trying to sign him. I'm you know, turns out they're moving here sure. at a first base, but uh yeah. So that was puzzling. So maybe, maybe the Royals see a weak, weak uh, an opening in a, in a potentially weak central division and they've decided to make a move. I don't know, but I don't, I don't know if they have the pitching to, to make, to make any kind of run at the playoffs.
1: No, it's not, it doesn't look very good. The pitching staff does not look very good. I mean, uh there they would be depending on some rookies there to come through um and brady singer is a, a good pitcher i think he could end up becoming <coughs> the best pitcher on that staff but um yeah i i mean i don't know i mean it's i, I don't know there probably are worse rotations in the in the league it's it, keller danny duffy uh singer mike minor who i think they signed um and chris bubich um who's another uh like rookie that they would be kind of leaning on but um I don't know if they like they have a good closer potential or setup guy. This um, Josh Stamont, uh, who seems to be a fire thrower, um, so that that might be um, something there. But like, no, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the prognosticators see uh, in the in the Royals or what the Royals ownership sees in the team because I, I don't know. Looks like they have Michael A. Taylor. That was kind of a surprise. I didn't realize they had him. Um, but uh, and maybe they're planning on Jorge Solera to hit like what fifty whatever homers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, that seems like just a fucking baseball wasteland right now.
0: Yes, it does. Uh, and, and also Salvador Perez, I believe, is still on the uh, Royals. Yeah, which is pretty mind-boggling. Um, yeah, talk about a catch. Yeah, Jeremy,
1: a team-friendly contract. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, uh, at least he he did. It seems to be doing it with a smile. Um, unlike, uh, <laughs> unlike Luke Roy. Uh, one more thing, Jeremy, before we get to our, uh, our Valentine's Day uh, uh, portion of the episode, uh, I just wanted to say a quick RIP to Pedro Gomez, uh, the ESPN yeah. baseball reporter who uh, passed away unexpectedly this week. Um, you know, he seemed – uh, obviously, Jeremy and I, uh, you, know, we, you know, he's one of those guys you kind of always saw. You know, we're familiar with his work. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I read a great story about him. He seems like he was very well respected within the industry. It seems like everybody thought he was a really nice guy. I, somebody tweeted out a funny story about him that I wanted to share. So I forget what this reporter's name was, but he was just uh, you know he was saying he was a real young reporter at the time, and this was in the early '90s when Tony LaRussa was managing the A's. Um, and so like this guy was a real young reporter, the, the guy who normally did the beat writing for the A's like, was, you know, on vacation or sick uh, one weekend, so they sent this young kid reporter up to report on the A's games instead of, like, doing the high school games that he had been been reporting on. So, so anyway, this kid, uh, you know, he goes to the game, he, he writes the story. It was like the A's lost, and Dennis Eckersley had a bad outing at the end of the game, and the A's lost the game. Um, so the next day in the paper, the headline of the article was Uh, Eckersley blows another save as A's lose um, even though Eckersley hadn't blown the save um, and the article mentioned uh, said that Eckersley did not blow the save but got the loss so the kid got it right but the, the, whoever wrote the headline got it wrong and said that Eckersley blew the save. So the next day in the locker room, like this kid was sitting there with the other reporters uh, and, you know, Tony La Russa was doing his pregame thing where they chew the fat, whatever. And Tony La Russa just started bitching about the fact that the, uh, the paper said that Eckersley had blown a save in the headline when he actually hadn't. Um, and he's like, you see the kind of shit I got to deal with every day. And he starts ripping into this young, this young kid who's sitting there who didn't even make the mistake. And so Tony LaRusso, in front of all these other reporters, Tony LaRussa just just is ripping on this kid. And then Pedro Gomez, who was also there, I think he was writing for maybe the big San Francisco paper at the time. I don't know. But Pedro Gomez says to him, he says, Jesus Christ, Tony, you know we don't write the headlines. Like, stop yelling at that kid. You're embarrassing him. Um, and then, like, you know, Tony La Russa moved on to other things. But then that young reporter said ever, ever since then, like, him and Pedro Gomez had been really good friends and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that was kind of a cool story. Like, Tony La Russa was just being an asshole, and Pedro Gomez, you know, inserted himself and said, hey, like, you know, lay off this kid. Uh, and also, Jeremy, I think that uh, that that mm. officially – um you know Tony Larussa is officially inducted into the uh, Danny Amendola Great Guy Club with that one um I mean he was he already should have been there if he wasn't but that story just it it shows you the the character of Pedro Gomez but it also shows you the character of Tony Larussa
1: Oh yeah I mean uh and we may talk about this a little bit later but um well yeah I mean w- what a story um it is very sad uh to to hear that it's 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 kind of a bummer it feels like every episode we have someone who we could like you know, uh, give our condolences about like in in the world of baseball, which is pretty sad. Um, yeah, I knew Pedro Gomez like as like yeah, definitely seemed like a Bay. I think he was a Bay Area guy, and like I feel like he would always talk about Barry Bonds on ESPN. And I think maybe I kind of held that against him in, in in some ways because I'm like, <laughs> is he a Bond sympathizer or something? But he's just a reporter. Um, but yeah wow what a story uh that makes me really love Pedro Gomez and and affirms my hatred for for Tony La Russa (laughs) like just a complete piece of shit um yeah I mean Tony La Russa like there's a story like from years ago like where he would like he during batting practice like he um you know came out and like was like talking about reporters like being hard on the team and like he like had a fungo bat in his hand and he was like saying like you know if anyone has a problem with my team or w- or with me or whatever it's like I'm happy to talk to him and then he was like kind of holding the fungo bat in like a in a like intimidating sort of way and just like <laughs> what a fucking shithead just a fucking piece of shit and uh he's your new manager of the chicago white Sox. uh so so cool that's fun um but uh but yeah that's uh, thanks for sharing that story jack i had not heard that one but that that's great stuff
0: absolutely jeremy um okay so what do you say we move on to our uh, our, our what,
1: what, what are they called Jack? they called sweethearts is that what they're called Con- yeah well, that's the that's the um the brand name i guess but conversation hearts but yeah you you know those little red those little uh multicolored hearts that tastes like chalk sure
0: sure um so yeah we, we kind of had this uh this idea to do this jeremy we we, uh, we, we were band we we're bandying about a couple of different ideas um you know originally i think the suggestion i maybe threw out was like getting a box of those like you know chill kids valentines that you would get and you would have to pass out to everybody in your class and then like you know seeing which yeah. valentines we'd give to players um uh you know that that's a funny concept jeremy i mean i so i went to walgreens when i was looking for the candy um and uh they they still had those valentines you know they had all different ones they had like uh marvel's avengers valentines they had Mm -hmm. peanuts valentines i'm sure there were other ones uh but but obviously i was wondering i was like do they still do that there's no way they still do that in 2021 uh but but yeah i guess Mm -hmm. they must still they must still do that i don't know
1: yeah yeah right or else they wouldn't be selling them um yeah, I guess they do. I mean like it's kind of funny cuz th- that's what I was thinking Jack is like how to tie them in because they're so they're already so tied into like whatever uh property that they're, you know, that they that they have like Marvel or yeah, like I I in my mind like I I seem to remember like some Jurassic Park ones back in the day. So that's probably about like the end of when I was like still involved in like the grade school, uh, Valentine game. Uh, but like, you know, but they're usually like puns, like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I'll stomp for you or something. And it's like, you know, the Velociraptor or something like, um, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, so, so yeah, uh, I guess that is still happening. I, um, should ask some of my students if, if that kind of stuff still goes down, but, uh, but, yeah, like, uh, well, yeah, as be, you they're, mentioned, they're, they're a they yeah. that, but.
0: <laughs> wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be selling them if they didn't uh, if they weren't still doing it. But anyway, we settled on the, the candy stuff. Um, so, yeah, we settled on the Sweethearts. So I went and uh, I picked up just a little box of them for like fifty nine cents. Uh, they actually sold two brands. They sold the classic like Sweethearts brands. And then also it seemed like Brock's. Um, the Candy Corporation uh, Brock's, yes. not to be mistaken with Brad Brock. Uh, Brock is a croc, to quote uh, <laughs> your buddy Mark, uh, Mark Bubblebath. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, did I ever tell you one time, uh, so he, he said that, and I was like, I, I told him, uh, I said, Mark, I think that's pretty funny. And he's like, ah, it's simple. Um, but uh, <laughs> but any, anyway, uh, so yeah, but I, uh, the, the Brock's ones actually looked like they were a little bit more high quality. What happened was when I okay. bought this little box, I took him, uh, I took him home, so I bought, I bought the classic Sweethearts one. It was just a very tiny little box about the size of a box of cigarettes. And so I, I brought him home and I, you know, I dumped him out on my table and uh the the writing the writing on the little hearts was just completely illegible it looked like uh you know when you get when you get a paper wet that has ink on it and the ink just smears everywhere that's what the uh that's yeah. what the writing looked like on these hearts jeremy i texted you a picture of uh of like five of the hearts and you you know you could see it for yourself
1: yeah yeah it looked yeah they were totally smeared and just cuz I, I was like when you i i saw like your um like you wrote you told me about it first and then you sent me the picture and i'm like I'm like I was thinking like oh, man come on Jack like I'm sure we can <laughs> you know make them out they might be a little like light or something <laughs> but like it literally is just a smear of like red like it's or like pink like it's like they use like a kind of like a pink coloring for the for the text and it's just it's just a smear it, it looks like someone took like a watercolor like like a brush and dipped it in like pink watercolor and just did like one swipe over the top it's like yeah this is nothing so like there's yeah there's. <laughs> we got nothing to work with. And were they, was there, were there any that were legible or were they like all like that?
0: There were like three or four that were like, you know, you could, you could kind of make out like be mine on it and, uh, and stuff like that. How does
1: it, where's the QC on that? I mean, I know that, I know that they're pumping out these conversation hearts right now because it's a busy time of the year, but it's like, I, they, there's probably been like, had to been like a whole batch, like that whole day's worth of conversation hearts must've been smeared like that. It's like, how does that get, how does that get to the shelves? It's crazy. Yeah.
0: You know, Jeremy, like you said, maybe it was, uh, maybe they got hot somehow. I don't know. Maybe they were shipping them from California and they like, you know, drove them through death Valley or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I don't right. know, man. Yeah. Um,
1: um yeah, that's funny.
0: But anyway, so we had to, so so it's real easy though online if you google these these sweethearts, you can find pictures of all different ones. There was a website I found so around about 1998, or the maybe you know, the turn of the century year 2000, they started uh they started changing up what they would say on them. You know, the, the original ones they had like the classic like uh be mine and uh love you and, you know, etc. But, you know, once yeah. like in in the late 90s early 2000s you started getting ones like email me, fax me, Uh, stuff like that they have like magic themed ones and sports themed ones and animal themed ones um, you know in different years so they had like a whole list of those so uh, for the ones I chose to give players like I you know I sort of pulled from pulled from that extensive list of of new ones that they've made throughout the uh, throughout the years
1: yeah for sure yeah and um, I don't know there there's be a couple that are that maybe have like you know not aged well uh, either, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we'll 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 take a look at uh, we'll run the, the gamut of these. Uh, I got a kind of a range too, I would say.
0: All right, sounds good. And I, I think we uh, we each we each chose eleven. So Jeremy, should I give you my first one here?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: All right. So this one this was like the magic themed one, I guess. Um, but it says three wishes, um, and I would give <laughs> that one to Joe. Be a genie um, because I think that. That should be his nickname, man. My boy, three wishes. Joe, be a genie. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, that's great. You know, you're talking about writing. Uh, you're talking about writing headlines. Um, I think that, like, uh, you know, a team that signed him, like, you know, the, the headline should be like, Braves uh, dream of be a genie. You know, just there's there's a, a lot of a lot of possibilities on there. That for, for our nicknames episode, Jeremy, I've always regretted that I omitted him. But yeah, so three wishes. <laughs> that one's a little more punny. Than the other ones I have, but uh, yeah, I saw that on there. I said, "Hey, I got to give that to Joe B. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, I was, I was, you, I, you got me scared there for a second, Jack. If you like went all puns on these, I'm like, "Oh, oh god, my no, not. no, these no,
0: I've, I've told you, I'm not a big, I'm not a big puns guy. Um, That's
1: right. I believe you're on record of saying you hate puns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do.
0: I hate puns. I think it's the lowest lowest form of humor i hate it it's just the easiest it's not just not funny jeremy just puns are not funny but i i made one i made one uh but i think it was a good one so i'll you know i'll live with it
1: very nice yeah um yeah just uh just funny like to it's you know whenever you can have a a last name that's a whole sentence um you know is is pretty good be a genie (laughs) i mean there you go um Well, let's see. For mine, uh, well, uh, where do I want to go with these? I didn't, I didn't like, um, strategically plan these out. But um, so I have one. Uh, so so one of the ones I came across was Hug Me. Okay. Okay. And uh, for that one, I picked Joba Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. Joba Chamberlain. Okay. Yeah, little blast from the past. Okay. Yeah, okay. from the past. And- um, oh, yeah. Why did I pick that? Is that what you're going to ask? Well, so, Jack, I was thinking, this is a little conceptual here, but... um uh, I have a friend, uh, John, uh, uh, who, um, he, uh, we've been friends since like kindergarten and, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a big, strong guy. And, uh, we, we do a lot of like physical humor when we're together where he'll like pick me up or like put me on his shoulders or whatever. Um, and, and I've been, I've been, you know, con- uh, constantly gaining weight, you know, in the <laughs> last several years. And I feel like it's become a bit of a, uh, a a tougher task but but he still manages to pull it off but anyway he does um every once in a while he'll like grab me he has this like back cracking thing um like he has a way of like picking you up and like cracking your back and it's awesome and uh you know and and it's a kind of like a hug thing like he kind of like he kind of cross your arms he goes behind you he grabs you and he kind of picks you up in the air and kind of tilts you like while you're leaning on his chest basically and uh it's it's a works wonders for the back, and so I was thinking like Joba Chamberlain is the kind of big guy like who could who could handle that like i could I could see getting a big bear hug from Joba Chamberlain and getting like a nice back crack from it. so that's that's you know if I was gonna ask a baseball player to hug me, it would be Joba chamberlain
0: nice i uh, yeah, I like it jeremy um i uh, is this the John this is not the John I've met. Is it your buddy John? Yeah,
1: yeah, my buddy John uh, oh yeah, my...
0: yeah, yeah who was who was uh, at
1: your bachelor party? yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: Okay, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see you guys doing any of those shenanigans, uh, but maybe I just I just missed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, all right, yeah, I like John. He's a, yeah, he's a nice guy. But yeah, that's a good one, Jeremy. I remember, you remember uh, a couple months ago, I texted you that picture of uh, Lance Lynn. Uh, folks, yep. I don't know if you know <clears throat> this, but Lan- Lance Lynn has become Jabba Chamberlain. Like the, two, the yeah. two guys, they look exactly the same these days. It's, it's pretty weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uncanny the resemblance. So maybe yeah, to 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 give it like a twenty twenty one spin, and now being <laughs> in the same city, maybe we could make this happen. But uh, yeah, Lance Lynn maybe could could step in for for Jabba.
0: Yeah, that would be a sweaty hug, Jeremy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, it, uh, sure oh. it would. <laughs> okay, so my uh, my next one. Is going to be uh, uh, it's it's perfect. So this is the animal themed one. It's purr mm, okay. like two p u r r as in like a cat purr. Uh, so perfect, um, and that one would go to Tony Gonsolin. Um, and so the, the reason for that, Jeremy, is that uh, I don't know if you remember in Game Six <laughs> of this year's World Series, Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin took the mound, and the first thing they the first thing Joe Buck said about him is that he loves cats. He's like, yeah, Tony Gonsolin, he loves cats. He's obsessed with cats. Like, this is, game, this is the deciding game of the World Series. Uh, yeah. And the first thing you're going to say about this guy is that he loves cats. He was meowing, right? Wasn't he yeah. meowing? Didn't they show him yeah, meowing? They,
1: Jesus, They showed, man. like, a pre-taped, like, thing of him, like, you know, standing in front of a green screen. And, like, he was – I want to say he was doing, like, the cat paws and meowing or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I got you, Jack. Not the time. Not the (laughs) the time for that.
0: (laughs) No, not at all, man. I mean, this is a grown-ass man, and he's, like, meowing in front of a camera. Like, it's just – yeah right you're right it's not the time or the place yeah as walker as walker bueller said when they asked him about his his uh tight pants he was like he's like this isn't the time or the place and then he just walked away you know what though we never let's decide what the time or the place for that is because we we, know we never got the story on that i want to i feel like the media just you know should not let that drop we need to find out why walker bueller was wearing those fucking tight pants but um, right. but but yeah, Tony Gonsolin, just ridiculous. I, I bet he got made fun of by his teammates no end for that one. Yeah.
1: Um, Pretty brutal, and he kind of looks like a cat too. He kind of looks like a puma or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hey, it's you know I, I'm not a big cat person because I'm allergic to him. I don't really mind cats that much. Um, but uh, but but still, man, uh, just just ridiculous. So you know, Fox. They get, they need to get their act together for the World Series next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're they've committed so many cardinal sins of baseball broadcasting, it's just become accepted at this point. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, all right, Jack. Let's see. Well, um, I got a couple like twofers here. Uh, okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll go for one here. So I came across one that said, "I hope." Okay. And um, for that one, I. Uh, I, I I gave that one to Andy Dufresne.
0: I was gonna say this sh- from the Shawsh- Tim Robbins character from the Shawshank Redemption.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's like uh hope is a is a bad thing uh or no hope hope is a beautiful thing red um there that that's the running theme of uh uh the Shawshank Redemption and then also sure, you know, also ties into Barack Obama earlier on in this episode but uh hey. but yeah.
0: Nice, nice. So, so, uh, so this one would be given to <laughs> well, the Shawshank Redemption character, was, <laughs> Andy Dufresne.
1: <laughs> that was my that was my fake out. But I, in okay. reality, uh, it gives it. I, I'm giving the I hope uh, conversation heart to Jock Peterson, because uh, oh, okay. I hope that he's good for the Cubs because I don't want to <laughs> hate. I, we talked about this uh, whenever if that was last episode or two episodes ago. Uh, you know where it's like you know, I hope that. Uh, I don't have to hate this guy because it's, it's very, I'm, I'm predisposed to hating him. And so like, I hope that he's good and I can avoid just hating this guy for the whole year or the whole, you know, tenure of his contract.
0: Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Jeremy. Um, When uh, you know it, like you said last week, uh, if, if Jock Peterson is being interviewed in the post game, Probably going to be a terrible interview. We're probably going to make fun of him for it. But it's one of those things where if he's being interviewed in the post game, it means he probably had a good game. He's probably the yeah. player of the game. So yeah. you know, you're going to want to see that as many times as you can. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting uh, to see how he does. I uh, his splits, at least as of a couple of years ago, were not good against left-handers. So I, it seems like maybe he's going to be more of a platoon guy. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't really have anything cool. against the guy other than the fact you know now. Other than the fact that he's on the Cubs and I'm a Brewers fan, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him have a good year.
1: Yeah, I was. I thought you were going to say other than that he's dumb as a box of rocks, but but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. You know, the funny thing about Jack Peterson right now that that's com- being spoken about now is that like you know they dug deep into the numbers and apparently he has a higher slugging percentage on high fastballs put into play than Kyle Schwarber did. Uh, so now that they're, I think everyone's spinning it, it's like that's why we got. Peterson because when he gets a hold of a high fastball he crushes it as opposed to Schwarber who had like a you know whatever like a low um, slugging percentage on those or something so I don't know um, we'll we'll see but uh, I hope I hope
0: <laughs> all right um, yeah for my number three one here Jeremy I have uh, again it's one of the animal themed ones I must have just gravitated towards those uh, it's U uh, R A as in just the three letters U R A tiger you are Mm -hmm. a tiger um and i gave that one to Derek holland because i don't know if you read this jeremy but Derek holland
1: is a tiger now no but i thought you were gonna give it to robbie grossman right
0: (laughs) is i so i was going to i was going to but uh so so get this jeremy this is going to blow your mind i think robbie grossman is the first multi-year contract they've given out to a free agent since 20 like since 2016 i think yeah, so that's that's pathetic. But uh, yeah, Derek Derek Holland is on the Tigers now too. How is Derek Holland even still in baseball? It, it doesn't it doesn't seem to make any sense. Yeah. This guy is like uh, you know you want to talk about a cat. I should have given him the perfect one because it's like Derek Holland seems to have nine lives. <laughs> it's crazy. He just never seems to he never seems to go away.
1: Yeah, I that's just mind boggling. And the fact that he was on the Cubs too is just like what he was. What like what has gone on. I, you know, I don't know. I guess maybe I should have been talking about these like scrap heap guys back then. Cause uh, you know, it seems like, I guess they would every once in a while pick up like a scrap heap pitcher, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it, man. Just go away, Derek Holland. Just go away.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, for the Cubs, Jeremy, that year in 2019, he pitched in 20 games and he had a 6.89 ERA. So the guy was garbage. Jeez. Last year, he 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 started five games. His ERA was 6.86 for the Pirates. Uh, his career ERA is 4.61. Jeremy, Derek Holland, uh, when he chooses to retire, he will be in the worst of fame, no doubt.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Just that 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 five year countdown will will start as soon as he makes it official. And yeah, he'll uh, bust through the doors of the uh, the worst of fame. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, all right. I got another. Let me get my other uh, misdirect out of the way here. Um, so. Okay. So this is a classic one. Say yes. Right. Say yes. Is a, say one yes. of a classic? Yes. ones. So for one say of the yes. Classic ones. Yeah. I have that one going to Deshaun Watson. Please say yes. Please accept a trade to the to the Bears. And I know it's not baseball related, but I'm I'm beside myself. Like we, Deshaun Watson is out there, and the Bears could get him. Please say yes to the to Chicago, or or maybe I should say that to the the GM of the of the Texans. But please, we could use Deshaun Watson.
0: <laughs> Jeremy, I yeah I haven't been been following it. Uh, uh, what is the status of like their front office and and their and their you know coaching staff? Did they retain everybody?
1: Yes, of course they did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're, they're, bring, they're bringing they're they're keeping everyone on on staff because why? Because they traded uh a, you know a bunch of picks to trade up one spot for a guy who the other team didn't want, and now that they're cutting bait with the guy who's you know J- Jock Peterson esque uh, you know. Intellect has led them, led the Bears to like you know consecutive eight and eight seasons, um, and then Matt Nagy, who uh, you know uh, got scared in uh, his one playoff game and has never been the same, has uh, called just just went from offensive genius to scared screen pass guy. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, keep both of those guys. Don't don't get rid of them. Because that would solve that would maybe solve your problem or at least eradicate a problem that you have. Uh, so they're they're around for next year, and uh, if they can get Deshaun Watson, it's not going to happen. Um, the Bears can't offer um, the Texans what what like you know the Dolphins or the Jets can. So it's not going to happen. Um, but uh, please, I'm hoping that that someone says yes to that trade and Deshaun Watson ends up on the Bears. But it's probably not going to happen. Uh, if anything, we're going to get Carson Wentz, who I don't think is. Um, Worth any? I don't think that's that big of an upgrade, but um, I can just drop this. But my, my baseball deflection for that was Fred McGriff. To go back to the story of Fred McGriff, um, you know, taking uh, some taking like a month to think about if he wanted to come from like leave his cushy home like like home of uh of Tampa, Florida, to come to the to the Cubs. Uh, so that would be a more baseball centric one. But just as a shameless uh, Bears side note, I I gave that one to Deshaun Watson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i like it jeremy and you know yeah with the oft-referenced uh like fred McGriff, like decision you know the d- decision 2003 or yeah. whatever you know whatever whatever year it was that he had to decide if he wanted to be on the cubs um yeah i uh i like it jeremy that's a it's a good one um okay my uh my fourth one it's uh it's I, I would give this one to two guys um you know sometimes when you buy those boxes of valentine's or the boxes of the little sweethearts you get like you know you get a couple of the same one Right. So uh, so this Mm -hmm. one, um, uh, this one is I I don't really understand why this was on a sweetheart, but uh, it said take a walk. Um, (laughs) And so I would I would give that to Javi Baez and Tim Anderson.
1: Okay, Uh, because those
0: are yeah, those are those are two guys who just do not they do not take their walks. Jeremy, Um, Tim Anderson is the more egregious one. Let me uh, let me read to you. Some of his uh, some of his numbers here because they're mind boggling. 2017, his second year in the in the league, uh, Tim Anderson had 606 plate appearances and he walked 13 times. Um, wow. In 2019, he had 518 hmm. appearance uh, plate appearances. He walked 15 times. Um, last uh, his first year as rookie year, he had 431 plate appearances. He walked 13 times. So that you know he never walks at all. I think that was part of the reason that their hitting coach. Uh, uh, Todd Steverson got fired after 2019, despite him winning the batting title and Abreu leading the league in RBIs. You know, Moncada hit over 350; he hit like 315 that year. Uh, Jimenez had a great rookie year; I think he had over 30 home runs. So all the, all these White Sox did all this stuff in 2019, and they still fired their hitting coach after that season. And I think it was because none of those guys were taking walks at all. Let me see here. Let me see here. Uh, Jose Abreu. Uh, I just want to look at his. Yeah, Jose Abreu in uh, 2019, 693 plate appearances, uh, 36 walks. Um, you know yeah. what, Jeremy? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take those candies away from Javi Baez and Tim Anderson, and I'm going to give those <laughs> candies to Todd Steverson. It's like, dude, you got you know, you, you to tell your guys to take some pitches. I was real quick. I want to see what Yohan Moncada did, um, at see. in the 2019 season, Yohan Moncada, 559 plate appearances, 40 walks. Okay. That's a little bit better, but it's still not, you know, it may, maybe, you know, he, that's a, that's a guy with the power he has. He'd probably be walking about 50 or 60 times. Um, but anyway, yeah, Jeremy. So, okay. So Todd Steverson, he get he gets my, uh, my, my take a walk sweetheart.
1: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I can't imagine he's gotten many other gifts, uh, uh, like, just he's—I don't know. Like in a t- in a town where I live and follow baseball quite avidly, it's like I—I I don't know if I've ever discussed Todd Steverson. Um, and, yeah. Uh, why should? Yeah, I? he
0: was. uh You know, I feel like I feel like Don Cooper kind of outshined him. You know, you always have the hitting yeah. coach and the pitching coach, and uh, you know. You know what, Jeremy, in general, I think, though, uh, the the pitching coach is always more famous than the hitting coach. Even when Barry Bonds was, like, the hitting coach of the Marlins, you never heard about it. Mark McGuire was, like, hitting coach for the Dodgers for a couple years or the Padres. Maybe, Mm -hmm. Maybe it was both. But uh, you you never heard about it. You're not like oh man, Mark McGuire is the hitting coach. You don't talk about these guys. The pitching yeah. coach. I think the pitching coach is always more famous because like when you're you know when you're watching the games and stuff on TV, it's always the pitching coach who comes out to talk to the pitcher when he's in trouble. Yeah. So you, you see him you see him all the time.
1: That is you know, true. With the,
0: with the hitting coach, you know it's like a, a guy doesn't get into a an 0 and two count, and then like the hitting coach comes up there and like talks to him, and then goes back in the dugout. Uh, so yeah, the hitting coach is just, you never see him, but Todd Steverson was the hitting coach for the White Sox for like 10 years. And you just, you never, you know, you never heard, you never heard boo about him. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just very strange. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's why he got fired because the guys just weren't taking walks. They weren't taking pitches.
1: You didn't even hear boof about him. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, that, that's a good point. And, and Jack, how funny would that be if, if they did allow hitting coaches to come up to the, come on the field, you know, call a timeout. And then he comes over and like talks to like the batter and it's like, Hey man, it's three, one, like, you know, just keep the bat on your shoulder, like glue it to your shoulder. Um, you know, and take the walk. Um, that would be, that would be pretty funny. It would be, uh, insufferable, but it would be, it would be funny. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
0: get. Uh, yeah, you get six. You get six trips to the plate. Yeah, you yes. know now. Talk about. Yeah, talk about. Uh, you know, trying to speed up the game a little bit, but that would be pretty funny.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Jack. So uh, let's see what we got here. Um, all right, well, to go back to your uh, your animal themed ones, uh, this isn't quite. This is a. This is another classic one, I think. But um, but uh, it, it it references an animal. Uh, puppy love. OK. OK. And uh, I give that one, Jack. I give puppy love to John Shambi. John Shambi. OK, I like it. All right. Yeah, because, again, I just I could not be happier about I like the thing that I'm looking forward to. the 20, As sad as it is that I'm looking forward to uh, for the 2021 season is listening to John Shambi call uh, Cubs games, because I don't uh, I'm not sure what the product is going to be like on the field. So at least I'm going to enjoy the broadcasts.
0: Yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of Boog, uh, as they call him. Um, yeah, not you know, he was he, yeah, not Boof, not Boof. It's Boog. Like, thankfully, John Shambi hasn't had his legal name changed <laughs> or you know changed from John to, to Boog. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. Uh, you know, I think both Chicago teams have first rate broadcast boots. Um, and I, honestly, yeah, like I've I've, I've said it, but I'd, I don't think that you're going to see any drop off in quality in terms of the broadcast. Uh, Shambi's a Shambi's a first rate broadcaster and he was, he was a home run hire for the Cubs. So yeah, man, I'm on board with that. I can't wait to listen to it either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So for this next one, Jeremy, I feel a little, I feel a little dirty about this one, but all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do it, whatever. Yep. So, uh, so the, uh, the, the, the sweetheart was uh, yum yum. <laughs> and sure. I, uh, I chose Mickey Calloway. Now okay. here's why here's, here's why Jeremy, because uh, so, you know, we, we were, uh, you know, perusing that article Last week before the, uh, before the podcast, um, you know accusing Mickey Calloway of all of these lewd things he texted to women um, and, and uh, reporters and and whatnot and uh, one of them, one of the quotes, I, I feel like we didn't make fun of him for enough. I don't think we even mentioned it on the podcast, but mm-hmm. it was it was possibly the most cringy quote. he texted this one reporter and he said, "You look yummy on tequila." Oh, um, yeah. and that's just that's like what? Yeah. what does that even mean like this you're saying that like she looks you you think she looks good when she's been drinking i don't know man it's just so it's just so cringeworthy you know um you know on montrose uh they have that like where the the, the metro tracks go over the street on montrose sort of by where we live jeremy um yeah. in our neighborhood you know sometimes there'll be like workers working on those tracks And, like, uh, you know, they'll have to close down, like, one side of the sidewalk so you can only walk on the other side where they're not working. I feel like, you know, and that's always an inconvenience to me. I'm like, God damn it, I don't want to cross the street here. Like, I want to just, you know, I want to keep walking in this direction. But, uh, you know, yeah, I was thinking one man's inconvenience is, is Mickey Calloway's photo op. Like if he saw, if he saw those dudes like working on those train tracks, he'd be like, oh, oh, wait, like you know, he'd, he'd like take his shirt off. He'd be like, hey, hey, can I borrow one of your hard hats? Oh, cool, can I have that blowtorch? And then like you know, he would just get a get a pick snap real quick, like with him like by these train tracks, like he was working on them or something. And then and he would you know he would go about with his like pristine like you know dress pants that he's got on. Yeah. And then he would like he would leave.
1: Yeah, his um, HR hey, slacks. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah, Jeremy, I'm sure it's going to be an uh, an awkward. Uh, valentine's day in the the callaway house this year uh but hey i just had to had to throw that one out there as sort of a continuation of last week
1: i mean yeah like you know like yeah i forgot about that quote jack but yeah for sure like was he first of all no one says, like, on tequila. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, man, I'm on tequila right now. It's like, what do you mean you're drunk? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, oh, dude, I'm on tequila. I'm fucked up. It's like you're you're faking it or something, or you've never been drunk before because no one talks like that. So, like, and, and then, yeah, it's unclear. Like, did he mean, like, like, she looks pretty or she looks yummy when he's drunk on tequila or to see her drunk on tequila he she would look yummy to him and 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 the reality of that is it's probably not you know there's no way that people don't look great when they're fucking drunk and like people seem to get really fucked up on tequila too uh, i think like the first time i got drunk on tequila i um vomited so like you know i don't know i don't I, but again chalk it all up to fucking mickey Calloway's fucked up head and his fucked up reasoning Um, but yeah, but that's, I don't know. That's pretty, that's pretty messed up. Uh, Jack, I will say that Mickey Calloway got a conversation heart from me as well. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Um, in, in one of the kind of like the older school ones and one that maybe didn't age so well and, you know, could get you canceled uh, today. Um, I would say, uh, I, I found, I came across one that says simply, hi chick. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, yeah uh, i uh yeah. that's interesting go ahead go ahead
1: well i was just gonna say that seems like something completely out of the mickey calloway guide to pick up trashy women uh you know uh tuck some high chick and they'll be yours they'll be eating out of the palm of your hand <laughs> baby <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, Jeremy, that, that reminds me of a, uh, so, so a couple of weeks ago, I was just, I was, uh, on like a baseball interview rabbit hole and, uh, I, I started, I was watching some Cody Bellinger interviews. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. one of them was, uh, it, do you remember, I think it was maybe 2018 or 2019 when a, a female fan ran out onto the field and hugged him and then oh, got yeah. arrested. Yep, yep. Do, yeah. So they, yeah. this was, they were interviewing him after that happened and he's like, yeah, I just like looked over, and this chick was just like right there. I was like, you know, it's it's 2019. <laughs> like you you got to do a little better than to to call a a woman a chick. You know, you probably that's it's just not not great, Cody Bellinger. Um, so that immediate. So if I yeah, had I, if the, I
1: had pulled po- probably not to the media.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So if I had if I had pulled that heart, um, you know that I might have given it to Cody Bellinger. You mentioned uh, before though, Jeremy, what was the. Uh, What was the dog one that you had? I had a comment to make about the dog one. What one was that? Oh,
1: Puppy Love?
0: Yeah, Puppy Love. Okay, so yeah, this is another one that Mickey Calloway potentially could have, I could have given him, or maybe you could have given it to Jeff McNeil. Do you remember that story where Jeff McNeil was like, you know, I think he was posting it on his social media, but he was like, yeah, I want to get a puppy, but I have to ask my wife first or something like that. And so somehow Mickey <laughs> Calloway interjected his fucking big mouth into the whole situation. He was like, yeah, well, a real man wouldn't have to ask his wife if he needed if he wanted to get a dog. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, oh, th- that's was... that's another one we didn't touch on last week. Uh, there was also one more thing we want to talk about, like, things. Wait,
1: wait, Jack, was that Jack? Was that like um uh? did that come out in this in this recent like, you know, story about Mickey Callaway that that story or was that an old story? no that
0: that was an old story that somehow I missed I missed that uh when it happened so yeah that was uh uh that was an old one but I that yeah. that should have been a red flag <laughs> the right there was on
1: the wall here with
0: it was it was an- yeah. another one another one that I missed from him was apparently one time uh you know people were asking him how, how like how are you going to use your bullpen and he said uh he's like well you know I'm not going to dry hump guys out there um, you know, and I guess dry humping, oh, like that's a, that's like a, 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 an inside baseball term for like getting a reliever, uh, warmed up, but then not using them. But like, yeah, Mickey Calloway, you got to do a little better. You can't, you can't say that to the media, man. That's, that's ridiculous. So <laughs> the writing had been on the wall this whole time, Jeremy, we just never saw it, I guess.
1: Well, um, yeah, Mickey Calloway, uh, um, the best of baseball, I guess, <laughs> really showing you like what... <laughs> the best, you know, what baseball has to offer, um, or just athletes in general. I don't, I actually don't want to single it out to just baseball, but, um, that's, uh, that's what we're talking about when, when people are talking about like, you know, dumb jocks, but whatever. Right. <laughs> um, is it, is it me, is it my turn, Jeremy? Um, yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so for this one, I, uh, it's homesick and I, I would give it to Masahiro Tanaka. we just we have we just talked Mm -hmm. about it uh seems like he wanted to go home pretty bad so uh so we did we talked about him at length a little bit last week but uh I mean hey man like if he would have wanted to stick around I would have I would have given him a one-year deal with the brewers and just seen if he uh seen if he had anything left you know um I think he could have stuck around for a couple more years but I guess uh, I guess he wasn't having it so but yeah Masahiro Tanaka you know maybe that sweetheart would make him feel a little bit better but uh yeah he's I would give him homesick
1: yeah, it seems like a lot of teams could have used him. So, um, so yeah, def- definitely something there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he's he homesick no longer, I guess. Um, <laughs> even though I assume you know, I lived in New York for the last seven, eight years, whatever, whatever long he lived there. But, uh, um, <clears throat> so uh, let's see. Okay, so well, on that same uh, tip, Jack, I have a. Uh, I came across a miss you. And uh, I mm-hmm. gave that one to. Uh, there's several former Cubs I could have given that one to, but uh, I think the one that I'm going to miss the most is Theo Epstein.
0: Sure, Jeremy. Um, yeah, that's a good call. I would have to assume that the reason he retired. First of all, I know he was a big guy for only being at a, a job for 10 years. Uh, he may. He, um, yeah, I think that was about how long he was with the Red Sox. I think that was, you know, that was the plan for the Cubs. Seems like he got out a little early when he realized that the rickets were just going to uh, cut payroll and trade everybody away. Yeah. That would have been no way to, that would have been no way to end his legacy with the Cubs by just like giving away all these players that he had drafted. So kudos to him for walking away from $10 million and just getting out of it. Um, you know, he can do whatever he wants now, but yeah, man, I mean, it was a, it was a fun ride while it lasted for y'all. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't, I, I understand how you, how you would miss him.
1: I mean, like, I feel like Theo Epstein could be the commissioner of baseball one day. like, he he got a job like as a advisor for MLB or whatever. I'm, I can't remember exactly what the title is, but like, this is a guy who like, I mean, yeah, like he should be running the damn league. Like he's, he seems like a guy who like you know maybe not great at, at free agent signings, but um, he seems to like know the right things to do. Like like and uh, has has like, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, like a- admirable stances on things like. Uh, so I I wonder I don't know if anyone's talking about that, but I could see this guy like running baseball one day, and it's like, yeah, you know, you wouldn't want to try to do whatever you could to to keep that guy in your organization. Um, but uh, but yeah, Casper Epstein, people are are jumping ship, and uh, I cannot blame uh them because um the the Ricketts family is uh fucking poison, so
0: yeah you know you know i've um i've heard uh uh that about theo epstein too um uh, that he you know people have said that he should be commissioner of baseball i i don't disagree what i do wonder is like does he have to does rob manfred have to get to the point where he's like bud sealing and he's just this elderly guy who you know who's like you know what whatever Bud Selig was 75, 80 years old like do we do we have to wait till it gets to that point with Rob Manfred when you're commissioner of baseball are you just commissioner for life until you decide that you don't want to do it anymore uh, should there be like a four year uh, limit to your to your reign like there is with a president like why why when there's like a commissioner of a sport the dude is just like the commissioner indefinitely until he decides to retire
1: <laughs> yeah right in 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 uh, perpetuity right um I don't yeah. I don't. I don't know the question the answer to that. Didn't didn't Manfred just sign like an extension I feel like it's a contract, isn't it? And like did Manfred sign like a ten year contract or something? I feel like I, I could be completely wrong about that, but I thought that there was something like that. Um and that's why he's he, Yeah, like, yeah.
0: He may have. I mean, and it seems like Roger Goodell has been the uh the commissioner mm-hmm. of football for a long time now. David Stern uh, in the NBA, he was the commissioner of the NBA for like 30 years until Adam Silver took over. Dude was a commission. He was commissioner forever. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny, though, now, like, whenever, in any of the drafts, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, or, you know, even now the MLB, like when Manfred goes to speak at, like, the World Series and stuff, all of the commissioners get booed. Right. Uh, which, which is funny. I, I blame Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> for that, you know? That, that just planted the seed in everybody's head that it's like, hey, this guy's, like, the big boss man. Let's boo him, you know? Um, sure. Baseball needs us. I think maybe Trevor Bauer is, like, baseball's Stone Cold you know, uh-huh. next time uh, you know, if the Dodgers are in the World Series again, like, you know, Rob Manfred should be giving a speech and all of a sudden you should just hear like, you know, a bunch of glass breaking and then like Trevor Bauer would <laughs> come <laughs> out of the dugout. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, um but uh but yeah, it is funny how they all get booed.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh next time the Commissioner of Baseball um, you know, shit talks the the World Series trophy, um, sides with the owners and, you know, leads the this fucking, you know, ring around the rosy game of delaying the, the season and not seemingly caring about the product or the, the people playing the, the game. Uh, you know, I think uh, he should be booed, uh, you know, and, and maybe that's why. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I fuck Manfred could fuck off. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Just after the after like the 20. 20 season, the way things were handled, uh, just fucking just a, just a turd, uh, like so many other people that we talk about on this podcast, but, uh, he was, um, he was, um, extended for five years, um, in 2018. So, uh, so yeah. And like, um, I think it said like he was voted unanimously, uh, uh, to extend his contract. So I, I guess, um, you know, owners vote for that and i mean i now you know that might make a little more sense uh why he fucking is in the pocket of the owners um but uh, i'm not exactly sure who votes for him but um but yeah i, I just uh, the way he handled the 2020 season and the you know i i hope to god that the same stuff doesn't happen with 2021 but uh yeah yeah just i i screw that guy
0: <laughs> um, all right, so miss you, Theo, Theo Epstein. I I like it, Jeremy. But but like you said, could have gone to Len Casper possibly as well. Um, my next one is cheer me on, uh, and that one is going to go to Kike Hernandez. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember, Jeremy. This was maybe in 2018. It was during the World Series. I think it was that that was the year the Dodgers uh, beat the Brewers. Mm-hmm. But um, but Yasmani Grandal was a broken man. During those playoffs, he couldn't get a hit. Uh, he, there were pass balls left and right, if I if I uh, if memory serves. Yep. And so he was getting booed by Dodgers fans. And uh, oh, yeah. Kiké Hernández came out, and he's like, he's like yeah, all these people booing him. Like you know what? What do they know? Like what do they know about uh, you know catching a 90 mile per hour uh, you know uh, ball that's got action on it? Like you know well, what do they know? They should go out there and try to do that. And you're gonna boo this guy. It's like really, man, I, 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 hate, I hate that. That's like the, for me, you know, as, mm-hmm. Hey, as two guys who like just make fun of and criticize athletes a lot, what we <laughs> yeah. do, um, uh, the, sort of the, the lame brain defense, uh, of the athlete in that situation would be like, well, yeah, you know, you're not a baseball player. Could you, you know, could you do it any better than those guys? Right. And yeah, no, I, I couldn't do it any better. I couldn't even come close to doing it better. Not one 1000th as good as Yasmani Grandal can do it, but they're also not paying me twelve million dollars a year to do it, you know. And you know, hey, I'm I'm spending my money to watch this guy, you know. I'm investing my time uh, to watch on TV. And, you know, the guy's fucking choking. So, like, as, as a fan who purchased a ticket into the stadium, as long as long as I don't loudly shout, fuck KC, like <laughs> that guy at the White Sox game, so every, like, you know, man, woman, and, you know, impressionable child can hear it. Like, if I just want to boo the guy a little bit, like, I think that's all right. But I just hate that defense there, that Jeremy, that, that lame-brained uh, defense of, oh, yeah, I don't think you could do it any better. Well, yeah, of course I couldn't do it any better. But part of being a fan... So you should be able to say whatever you want. So, so yeah, cheer me on, for Kike <laughs> Hernandez.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you know, art can be critiqued without uh, knowing how to like, you know, paint a, a you know, Trump oil like real life like looking oil painting. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, and uh, I just, yeah I don't know who the hell knows. Kike um, Hernandez is uh, uh, where did he sign the the Red Sox? Where did he end oh, up going? Oh god. He yeah, sign? he
0: he he's, he's not even on the the Dodgers anymore, is he?
1: No, he isn't. So uh Let's and he didn't here. come to the uh, White Sox to um, to get his back. Uh so
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh so yeah, uh uh Jeremy Boston agreed to a 2-year, 14 million dollar <laughs> contract with Kike Now That's we not know. that's not a
1: Now we Now we know why they got rid of uh Andrew Benintendi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Now it it all makes sense um yeah 14 million dollars that's a lot of it's a lot of shekels for Kike Hernandez um for two years but uh I guess good yeah good for the Red Sox I guess I don't know
1: yeah um well uh, enough about him uh so um my uh next uh conversation heart here is the um the uh don't be that way came across one that says don't be that way and I'm giving that one Jack to Nick Swisher
0: Ooh, okay. Uh, and why is that, Jeremy?
1: <laughs> well, uh, because seemingly everyone, except for with the exception of maybe Toby Hall and Bobby Jenks, uh, seem to have fucking hated Nick Swisher's guts and couldn't stand to be <laughs> his teammate with, with him. So I would either say that to him to say, hey, stop being that way because everyone fucking hates you. Um, uh, maybe A.J. Persinski probably liked Nick Swisher too, although I could also see those two guys butting heads because they were both assholes. Um, in fact, you know, honestly – Nick Swisher didn't seem like a an asshole. He just seemed like an annoying as fuck guy. Uh, AJ Persensky legitimately seemed like an asshole. Um, and interestingly enough, they're both in. They're both like commentators now, so they both have like TV jobs. I think so. So great, or at least they have in recent years. So, um, but uh, you know, look no further than the uh, the the comments of Ozzy Gian about Nick Swisher. Uh, but um, I would say to Nick Swisher, just hey man, don't be that way.
0: Yeah, I think Ozzy Guillen said about Nick Swisher. I think he said, "I hate him with my whole heart." Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> not, not, and I, I think he also said, uh, "If I could, I would bat Nick Swisher 10th, <laughs> something like that. So
1: the,
0: and and the, yeah, he re, that was just recently too. That was just like uh, you know last August or something like that. Yeah, so it was yeah. uh, Ozzy Guillen still still holds that grudge over Nick Swisher, and uh, you know he has they they haven't uh, worked together in ten years, so must have left quite an impression there.
1: Yep, definitely. Uh, all right, Jack. Who do you got?
0: All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for my next one here, Jeremy, we're getting down to the, the end here. We just each of us just got a couple left. We have a uh, uh, so, so this one was one of the new age ones, like in the in the wave of like email me and fax me. Uh, this one is www.cupid, uh, and, I, and I gave that I gave that to C J Nitkowski, um, uh, oh. who was a, a, a trailblazer uh, for for ha- uh, having his own website. Do you remember Jeremy that the card episode we did? It talked about we did I think there were two thousand one cards maybe. Oh and they, yeah. uh, they talked. yeah, talked about how CJ Nitkowski <laughs> had his own website. Nice. That was that was the blurb about him. They're like, Yeah, CJ has really gotten into the internet craze. Like he has his own website, CJnitkowski.com, where he blogs about his own life. <laughs> um it's just such a such a funny time capsule of like uh you know where where we were at as a society back then so yeah www.cupid to uh internet trailblazer cj nitkowski
1: (laughs) that's really funny um yeah uh trevor bauer you know like laughs at that now uh (laughs) right uh he'll be coming
0: up in just a second here jeremy
1: oh very nice um yeah all right well for me jack uh again to well you know you were pulling uh like you know into the uh, into the archives of Rain Delay Theater. Go back and listen to that reading the weird backs of 2001 Topps baseball cards. I believe was the episode. Um, it was. It was. It was probably about a year ago, actually. Or well, no, it was probably it was probably about like I mean, all, coming up on a year. That was that was an early pandemic uh, episode, if if I recall.
0: Oh God, was it or was it was it uh, uh, a little bit before that?
1: I think we were in the pandemic. Oh, no, you're right. We were in person because, we, yeah, we had the cards there together. So maybe it was about a year ago, uh, that one. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. So, um, anyway, so a little more recent news here. Um, I have uh, the uh, – came across the Pick Me uh, heart, which is, I think, another classic one. Um, and, of course, Jack, that one goes to uh, Mr. Take Me Off the Ballot Next Year, Kurt Schilling. Mm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, be- yeah. Because really, Jeremy, by saying take me off the ballot, what he's actually saying is for the love of God, please pick me. Please put me in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, Mr. I don't uh, care or like I don't think I'm a Hall of Famer uh, yet. I'm going to fucking uh, make like call out reporters and call them cowards and uh, <laughs> uh, report like say take me off the ballot. Um, but in, in no way do I care one way or the other about this. Right. Uh, so um, just get it over with. uh Kurt and take your pick me conversation hard and, and, you know, deliver all those to all the uh, baseball writers uh, who, um, you know, you called cow- cowards. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't care about this thing, but it's, it's going to, it's going to be all I talk about. And it's going to just define who I am yeah. completely. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a good one, Jeremy. I, uh, so we're down to our final three here. Yeah. My, uh, my next one, Jeremy is house party. And I gave that one to Mike Napoli. Do you, remember, uh, do, you, do you remember Party at Napoli's? Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, man. I mean, like, it seems like it would have been pretty cool to be teammates with Mike Napoli, you know? Like, he even kind of looked like your big, like, Animal House style, like, party animal, you know? He's just, like, this big dude with, like, uh, you know, sometimes he had, like, a beard, but he's, like, the guy who would, like, always be at, like, the beer keg, giving everybody a beer, um, and just, just having a good time, you know? He just looks, he's just, like, the type of guy you would want at a party, uh, and, yeah, apparently he loved to throw parties. So there you go. Mike Napoli had a great season in 2016. Uh, Might have been his last season or his second to last season in the bigs. But, uh, yeah, with Cleveland that year. So he played in that World Series. Um, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Mike Napoli, house party.
1: Yeah, very nice. Um, <laughs> I wonder what, what said that one came out of, Jack, the house party. Uh, uh, that's yeah, I, I don't know. It was modern era.
0: I, yeah I don't know man and maybe it was like the 2008 or 2007 ones i am uh I am not sure but uh but yeah that that was that was one of them and I don't know why you would I don't know why that would be on a sweetheart but apparently it uh it was so so there you go
1: <laughs> very nice well um that's where you make your move at the house party I guess um <clears throat> so jack for my uh for my yeah third to last one here um i have i found came across one that says wise guy and uh that one I'm giving to Tony LaRa um okay because, oh, yeah, uh, yeah i saw
0: the wise guy one too yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah just seems like a wise guy and it's like okay wise guy uh you know uh, you try to do my job or you try to manage this team or um or you can take the other way it's like okay wise guy you know you want to you want to still manage the team at 78 years old or however how old you are um here you go let's see let's see how it happens um uh <laughs> f- just to um uh to take this opportunity to bring up Tony La Russa again, I might as well read this little excerpt here. Um, this is from a SI article from 2007. Um, and it's about like the dark it's called, the headline is uh, dark times for a baseball man. Uh, and it talks about it's, it's, this is in the aftermath of his, uh, his, uh, DUI. Um, in spring training, I believe, is when it happened. But um, let's see here. Uh, from the red-faced shame of his drunken driving driving arrest in March to the hot seat he occupies as his bewildered team digs out from its worst start in 17 years to his threat to, quote, st- start swinging this fungo, quote, unquote, back <laughs> at any reporters showing, quote, insincerity in covering the April 29th drunken driving uh, death of St. Louis reliever Josh Hancock. La Russa has been a study in human pyrotechnics. Um so so yeah, I'm it's hard to find like uh, like references to that Fungo Bat incident but but yeah, he was on the field before a game like he was yeah, basically like veiled threatening um reporters like who like would talk shit. Like <clears throat> because so Josh Hancock uh was a pitcher for the uh Cardinals who died in a car crash. Um they found like like pot on him like he was like the 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 um I think like the the reports I don't know if it it was like given as an official thing but he he like had he had traces of like marijuana in his system or whatever when he got in the car crash and you know obviously marijuana has been decriminalized kind of you know at this point in, in in the world but like still doesn't mean you should be driving on the expressway like you know at high speeds while stoned um and that's seemingly what happened with Josh Hancock and so I think he basically like was threatening people like who were like quote unquote like bad mouthing his legacy by reporting the facts of his toxicology reports, uh, by, with us, you know, by swinging a fungo, fungo bat around. So there you go. That's (laughs) the kind of guy, you know, talk about a wise guy, you know, in the, in the sense of like, you know, your, your, uh, uh, Pesci's and your De Niro's, um, you know, you got Tony LaRussa who, uh, I'm sure, you know, you'd love, he would love to see himself Photoshopped into the cover of, uh, Goodfellas.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's no doubt, Jeremy. I, I think that actually Joe Pesci, not not like uh, uh, the Irishman Joe Pesci, who's like you know he looks like he looks like he's about ninety years old because mm. I think he is. <laughs> but yeah, like definitely like that late eighties, early nineties Joe Pesci would be a great he would be a great choice to play Tony LaRussa in a movie. <laughs> actually. So that's a totally. uh, that's a good call. Yeah, Jeremy, we got to keep track of these guys who are in the the Danny Amendola Great Guy Club. Um, so far, Tony LaRussa, he's he's one of them. So <laughs> we'll have to just keep a just keep a running list of, of those guys. Um, yeah, but that's a good one, Jeremy. My my second to last one here um, is uh, TweetMe. We've already uh, we've already talked about it yeah. extensively, but uh, you know, Trevor, it's Trevor Bauer for tweet me, just because of all the action that he does on Twitter. I was also briefly considering making it uh, Aubrey Huff as well. But, uh, I I don't think Aubrey Huff needs to, he doesn't need to be, uh, you know, his name doesn't need to be mentioned through the airwaves any more than it, uh, than it already is.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think we should only mention Aubrey Huff to say that he's not worth mentioning, um, which, which has happened with, uh, some other guys as well. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, luckily, Jack, a lot of, a lot of good candidates to give that one to, um, Trevor Bauer seemingly being the least of all evils there. Uh, so I guess he's got that going for him, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean you could have also gone Kurt Sch- Kurt Schilling for this yeah, one too. Definitely. You know, uh, if if I, I was actually briefly considering giving it to Schilling as well, so we would have both we would have both overlapped on uh, Mickey Calloway and Kurt Kurt Schilling. So this would you know real wholesome list we got going on here. But uh, mm-hmm. ultimately, I, tro- I chose Trevor Bauer.
1: All right, very nice, very nice. Um, so I found a a conversation heart that says "Dream Big." And, um, that one is going to the Seattle Mariners team. Um, I don't know, not, oh okay, yeah, not, right. not the only team to never make the world series, but, um, uh, one team that has never made the world series. And, um, you know, they, they have, uh, some, some guys coming up the, up the pipeline. Um, you know, they have Evan White, uh, who debuted last year, but they, I think both of these guys will end up seeing big league time this year, but Jared Kalanick and, um, and julio rodriguez uh things are hope like you know maybe looking up for the mariners um and it would be a long time drought uh to, to for them to get to the world series and, and win one and um you know so so I, to them I, I i wish them to dream big to dream for that world series title and maybe it'll happen uh with these with these new guys coming up and uh i'm excited to see uh to see these guys hit the majors i think they'll i think they'll jared Kelnick will definitely be up this year but i have a feeling julio rodriguez will be up this year as well
0: yeah, and Jared Kellenick, Jeremy, he, uh, you know, from Wisconsin. He's uh, yep. from maybe Waukesha or Wauwatosa or yep. somewhere around there. But uh, he, um, yeah, he. it's crazy how much he's climbed up the prospect ranks. He's like the number three or number four prospect in the game right now, which um, is. On, uh, you
1: know, on a mm-hmm. podcast, uh, one of MLB, like pipeline podcast or whatever, they did like the redraft of like the 20, I think he was drafted in 2018, maybe. Um, and they did like the redraft of that draft, and everyone like the, the the two guys agreed that he they would they would have drafted him number one overall.
0: Wow, yeah, and what didn't the Mets trade him because the Mets drafted him yeah. originally? Didn't they trade him to Seattle for uh, Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano?
1: That is correct, Jack, and that's worked out really great for the Mets. Jesus Christ, yes, yes, it has. Um, that was was that a Brody Van Wagenen special right there? I think that was before he was with the team. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that was before Brody. Okay, pretty sure, uh,
0: but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's not that's not on quite on the level of Tatis for Shields, but it's uh, you know, it's it's up there, and it we'll may ultimately yeah. look worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see.
0: Y- you know, one one last thing about one last thing about that, Jeremy. I do kind of like that uh, that there's still teams out there that haven't won the World Series. Um, yeah. You know, or even teams that haven't been there. It, it's kind of cool. I don't know how many other teams haven't been to a World Series or if it's if, maybe it's the uh, if it's just the Mariners at this point. But um, but yeah, it's it's cool that there's still a couple teams that haven't won it. it. It would be a lot cooler if the Brewers were not one of those teams. But um, yeah, I do. <laughs> it makes the World Series a little more prestigious when there's still teams that are trying to chase that brass ring, as uh, Ric Flair would say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's still um there's still some stories there like to uh to be told um, you know, now that the Cubs have uh ended their narrative. But uh but yeah. Yeah, so we'll see with the Mariners. Um Absolutely I'm excited about Jeremy. the future. For
0: sure. Or yeah, or as LeBron James would say, that's an untold story. Uh referring to something <laughs> that like hadn't happened yet. I don't know. I just always uh whatever. We can save LeBron James for another day. Okay. Um <laughs> uh my last one, Jeremy, BFF. I gave this one to Manny Machado. Um, Manny yes. Machado, he is a man who takes care of his friends. Uh, uh, two seasons <laughs> ago, in 2019, he got he got not only one of his friends, but two of his friends contracts with the White Sox, and then he didn't sign with the White Sox, which is so hilarious. Just people people don't t- people don't mention that anymore. They don't talk about it enough, especially since Rick Hahn, the guy who did it, is still with. Um, is still, you know, is still with the White Sox. He's still the GM of the White Sox. Kenny Anderson, Jerry Reinsdorf, Manny Machado, just to to quote Batman Returns, Manny Machado played them like a harp from hell. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, it's, uh, hey, Manny Machado, he's a guy, you know, he's a good guy to be friends with because he's going to take care of you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, maybe not a bad approach there by, by, um, uh, Rick Han, but uh transparent as uh you know an open window um <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah um yeah it didn't didn't work out um but uh but yeah that's a that's a pretty good one jack
0: all right all right well who's your last one jeremy
1: uh my last one jack is uh i pulled the crazy for you heart okay and uh i mean i'm giving that one jack to juan soto and, um, you know, this is something we discussed uh, pre-show. Um, I didn't tip my head a, a hand about, you know, how I was going to incorporate this. But it's occurred to me, Jack, that we may have never mentioned Juan Soto on this podcast in, in the three years we've been doing it. And um, he, he may be the best player in baseball. He's in the top three, I would say, best players in baseball. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm bullish, you know, again. I'm about two and a half years too late to make this prediction, but uh, or the, this this point, but um, I don't know. I love Juan Soto. I think um, he's uh, just like a, a sweet swing and um, uh, just amazing uh, talent. And, and I think he's, um, you know, when you talk about Trout and Tatis and Acuna and these guys, uh, to me, I think Soto is like probably the least sexy of all of them, but like might end up – you know, take trout out of the, the conversation, but out of those, those three hot rookies or not not rookies, but three hot, like young players. Um, I don't know. Soto might be the, the one for me, like who, who ultimately is the best out of those three, like uh long-term, but, um, but yeah, good stuff there. And, um, yeah, you know, why talk about him when we could talk about, you know, Carlos Marmol and Boof Bonzer <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, you can get that anywhere, but I just, I just wanted to give my props to, to Juan Soto and, tell him that i'm crazy for you
0: yeah no uh absolutely jeremy that's a great call uh yeah not only have we never probably mentioned him before but yeah he's he's really good he's got great power numbers um you know he hit for a really high average in 2020 he hit 351 which is great he had that was his first season over 300 but he, he had hovered around 300 the other two seasons his rookie year he hit 292 second second year in the league at Second, he also takes a lot of walks too um i mean his his obp yep. was over it's been over 400 uh, you know, each of his three years in the league, and it was freaking 490 last year. The guy drew 41 walks in 47 games played in 2020, which is insane. So they say that he has a really good understanding of the strike zone. Um, you know, uh, it, like it's a, an almost superhuman understanding of the strike zone. And uh, you know, the, the freaking kid is only he's only 20. He just turned 22. Uh, so so when you, when you think about it, that's just a they've been trying to get Javi Baez to you know to lay off the the you know outside uh, the, to lay off that slider for years and he just he just won't do it. He'll just swing at from his freaking heels. And yet Juan Soto at age 22, you know, the guy's got like the best plate discipline of anybody in the league. So um yeah, he's a, he's really good, Jeremy, and it's going to be exciting to watch him cuz most guys aren't even in the majors yet at 22 and you know, this guy's mm-hmm. already got 69 homers and 228 walks in his career.
1: And a World Series ring.
0: And a World Series ring, exactly. That he that he got Uh, with a little help from Trent Grisham.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Jack. That's why we don't talk about Juan Soto. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, well, yeah, there you go, there you go. Nice. point right. On that, that's a,
0: All right. I think that's a good. Uh, it's a good note to end this one on, Jeremy. But yeah, we did it. Um, uh, next week, uh, by the next time we record, pitchers and catchers will have reported. Uh, it this is it's the point in winter, Jeremy, here in the Midwest, where you know you start seeing pictures of guys at spring training, and they're in they're in t-shirts, and they're outside, and they're playing baseball, and you know it's mid-February here in the Midwest, and you you've you've forgotten what it's even like to be able to walk outside without a a jacket and a, and a hat on. So, uh, so yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to start seeing those reports from spring training. Uh, Probably the end of the month, we're going to be back with uh, another episode about uh, non-roster invitees, but we'll also be back with something next week as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Looking forward to it. And uh, let's hope that spring training is happening. I guess it's still (laughs) happening. They're, you know, they're fucking around with the schedule, but um, yeah. Yeah like uh things i the last i heard things seem to be on on track uh so so let's hope for that uh but uh but yeah let's uh let's call this one an episode jack
0: all right sounds good so for rain delay theater i'm jack swakowski
1: and i'm jeremy d'inicio
0: and we will see you next time